right, we are back. And by the way, if you want to follow the show, I am on Twitter. If you look for Moms, capital M, M O M Z underscore rock, you can find me. You can also find KUCI up there at KUCI FM. All right, standing by to join me is Liz Rohrbaugh, Emmy Award winner and documentary director of The Perfect Victim. And she's going to talk about her latest film I had a chance to screen called Bex. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling in. Of course. Thank you for having me. This is a really powerful film and so relatable. Could you talk about how you decide to, you know, do this film? Yeah, absolutely. I did this film with a co-writer and co-director named Dan Powell, and we had been wanting to work together for a while, and we're both really ready to venture into uh, dramatic filmmaking. And um, I was... uh, in St. Louis for a couple of years, and a good friend of mine of 15 years had gone through sort of a traumatic breakup, and she was traveling through the Midwest um, touring uh, her music, and she played at a very small little diner in St. Louis, um, and it was a very beautiful but bizarre and (laughs) surreal show um, filled with a lot of strange characters who would otherwise be in no way listening to her music, which is (laughs) sort of like lesbian, folk rock, breakup music. Oh, my gosh. Um, And, uh, and, you know, but they loved it, and um, there were old guys crying and the whole thing. (laughs) What a uh, scene. And I just said, this just feels so cinematic, everything about this experience. And it's something that's so relatable to so many people trying to put your life back together after sort of a traumatic experience of that breakup and yes. um, feeling kind of abandoned. And um, so I, I pitched the idea to Dan and, and we thought it'd be really cool to be able to attach somebody's musical catalog to a film and find a hybrid for a new type of musical. So, so my next question is, how did you cast this? Lena Hall was amazing. Mina was amazing. Christine, how did you cast this? Um, thank you so much. Um, actually, the very first person that was attached was Dan Fogler, um, mm-hmm. because his wife is my best friend. Um, <laughs> and so we, uh, we wrote that, that role with him in mind, okay. um, just because we wanted to be able to have a uh, name attached to the film early on, and he's so fabulous Fantastic. and such an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and actually, Lena is a great, we found her in such a great way, which is that Alyssa was back, she, she moved back to New York mm-hmm. um, and was bartending uh, on the side to make some extra money at a club called Subculture, um, which is a place that a lot of Broadway performers go and perform. And she was working one night that Lena was performing, and she called me and said, I really think that she could do it. She's you know, have you looked into her? She's amazing and, you know, obviously loved her voice and loved the idea of Lena performing her songs. And um, so that, so we started looking into Lena at that point and saw an episode of Girls that she was on and felt like she really could handle a lot of the more intense scenes in the film. Let me just say, uh, for those who don't know about Lena, she's a Tony winner. She's a Grammy nominee. She's currently starring in Lincoln Center's How to Transcend a Happy Marriage, and it's gotten rave reviews. Uh, She was in uh, Hedwig and Yitzhak 
in L.A. and San Francisco. She's done so many things. Kinky Boots. Yes, she's actually the first um, first person to have played both roles in Hedwig as well. When she was wow. um, performing in L.A. and San Francisco last fall, she uh, played Yitzhak for some performances and Hedwig for others. So Amazing. she's multi-talented, to say the least. Incredible. Um, yeah, um, and, and a real joy to work with, um, very open and raw, and, you know, we're, we're friends now and have mm-hmm. dinner, and she's just a, she's a real pleasure, so. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, so that, that was great, and then uh, Mina actually was in an episode of Inside Amy Schumer oh. um, this past season, and Dan uh, is the co-creator of that show, along right. with Amy Schumer, and um, and they used her in a sketch that where she sort of played like a, a bored housewife, um, <laughs> and it, the role was entirely different, but uh, but relevant. Kind of in his head, <laughs> he said, That's "Oh so wow, funny. we should definitely look at her." And then we were just so lucky to have these incredibly talented actors commit to the film, and um, you know. Bring bring to life the roles. Did so they know one we another? Really lucky. Oh, I'm sorry. To interrupt. Did they know one another? Had they met each other before? No. Oh, okay. um, I don't believe any of them had. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I think Lena and Christine share some representation, but aside from that, no. They this was really their first time meeting. So Christine was um, great. Christine was just like your perfect uptight former nun mom. <laughs> great. That's great. You know, everyone, my mom was like, well, I see you wrote a role for me. And I was like, no, we based it on a different mom. I think that a lot of people will get this mom. So, I mean, my That's mom's funny. not a former nun, but a yeah. lot of the conversations were based on, you know, hysterical our life together. And yeah. I think there's a, a, a dynamic there that a lot of women will be able to re- relate to. So. It's um, it's great when you can kind of put your life a little bit into your work, you know, people that you know or characters that come into your life. Yeah, my brother was like, wait, which one are you? Are you Mina's character or Lena's character? And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm both. I am yeah. both of those people. Right. So, there. Um, so, yeah, you write yourself into everything a little bit. Yeah. How did you become a filmmaker? How, how did this all start? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I'm you know, always sort of growing and evolving and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what my next step of my career will be. So sure. this is my latest in um, a very long journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I went to film school, you know, I graduated, what, I don't know, a long time ago, 17 years or 16 years or something like that. Okay. And uh, I was a director at MTV for a long time oh, in cool. their film department, and that was a really great way to be able to shoot content that wasn't as long form and didn't require as much um, commitment so I could mess up and Eh. it, you know, (laughs) didn't last that long. Um, And so I learned a lot there. And then I made a documentary um, a few years back called The Perfect Victim. Um, That was about some women who, a group of women in Missouri who were incarcerated for killing their abusive husbands and a clemency coalition who was working to get them out of prison. Um, And I spent four years on that, and then it took another two years for it to arrive on TV. So that was a real labor of love for me. Um, And then I made a short in between that and Bex that sort of was a hybrid of doc and narrative um, and really felt like I was ready to move into 
more narrow space. And then I did Beck. So That's fantastic. That was kind of I, my I, personal journey. I want to interject. You know, the theme of the show is get the funk out. We all go through these ups and downs. And I mean, how do you stay positive? But working in this field, it's tough. I mean, you just have to kind of believe in yourself and have good people surrounding you, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I have to say, like, I don't always believe in myself. Yeah. It's just a natural part of the process, I mm-hmm. think, where, like, some days you just wake up and you're like, am I doing something today or am I a total failure? I right. haven't figured out. Oh, yeah. Filmmaker failure, like one of those two. Yes. Um, and it's, you know, it's, uh, it is hard. I think that for me at this point, um, my compulsion to get out whatever's in my head has mm-hmm. been driving me more than anything. Um, I feel like, oh, I've got this idea in my mind and I must follow through with it. And I want to get it out into the world just for like a cleansing for myself right. <laughs> almost more no. than anything. I get that. And, um, and that really propels me because if I sat around and thought about did people like me or accept me or think I was good at what I do, oh, um, it. <laughs> I would have given up a long time ago. No, forget um, it. Yeah. Too hard to think about that stuff. So I yeah. love I love watching incredible acting and I found the acting in this film to be just just mesmerizing. I I um, I've gone out in auditions and it's easy to get discouraged because, you know, you you don't get booked or you get on a veil and then you get they don't need you and you give a good performance and then the producer flakes, you know, and when you see great performances, it just inspires you to keep going. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. I love working with great actors. It's such a joy to see somebody who is so skilled at a craft that um, coming from trying to direct, you know, kids on the real world Mm -hmm. and then seeing a real actor work and, and just, knock it out of the park it's just um it's so special and and when somebody is so good you do have to get out of their way a little bit sure um and let them do their thing because they come prepared these actors really you know prepare and know the material inside and out and right know the intention and it's really exciting to be around i i love when you see two people connect on screen or even in an acting class and and also when they take great direction one of the things I learned is can you be flexible and pliable and no ego and leave that at the door and just be open and it's you know you see that chemistry on in this film Bex oh great yeah I mean we had a very um friendly set which I think is very important Mm -hmm. um I want everyone to feel very valued on on our set. Uh, you know, we wanted that, and I mean, it was, it's necessary because on a small indie film, everyone is very valuable, and you are only as strong as your weakest link. But right. um, we wanted to create a very warm atmosphere and safe for the actors, and there are some intimate scenes in here, and it was very important that we keep those incredibly close set. Um, so those ro- more romantic scenes... Um, the only person in the room was the DP. That's cool. um, And yeah. a, a focus puller, if necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I would stand behind a flag or out of sight entirely, and then everyone else who was necessary to be at the monitor was at the monitor. So usually the focus puller was at the monitor along with our co-director. Oh, that's great. And, 
And that was it, because we needed to keep those scenes very private and feel that those actors um, were comfortable and in a safe space that they could perform in, so... So let me ask you this. Where can people find out more about this film? I know it already screened on Thursday, June 15th. It had a world premiere. Congratulations, by the way. Thank, thank you. Uh, where can people see it, find out more about it? Well, um, so coming up right now, um, we are playing at Frameline. We're the centerpiece film at Frameline on the 21st, which is Wednesday at 630 in San Francisco. So if okay. people are in the area... They can certainly see it then. Um, and then we are playing at, at Outfest in okay. Los Angeles on um, July 9th. July 9th. So okay. uh, those are our two other screening dates at the moment. Um, and we are working on next steps for how to get it out to a wider audience. But in the meantime, those are our, our plans. And so if you're in the area, please come and see it and say hello. Fantastic. Liz, thank you so much for calling in. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Liz Rohrbach talking about her film, Bex. If you missed any part of this, it will be up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back. Uh, We're going to talk to Tommy Caldwell. He is the author of Push. He's an award-winning rock climber. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. All right, that's a wrap for this week's show. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.